following message was delivered at Bible Baptist Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. 13, 1 Peter 2, and we'll begin in verse 13. And uh, it's good to have Lewis have been here. How long has it been? You've been here now, what, a couple months? Three months? Okay, it's quite a while. I was over at the Harrison Lake. That's when Doug came over and picked me up. Okay. Okay. And I've been coming since I've been over at the hotel. Okay. Every Sunday. So about the 21st of August, I believe. All right, been here a while. It's been good to have you here with us. You're a ray of sunshine. Appreciate your good attitude, your good spirit. You enjoy those cookies, amen. And uh, maybe we'll stuff, stuff a few in your pockets on your way out, amen. <laughs> All right, 1 Peter 2, let's begin in verse 13. 1 Peter 2, beginning in verse 13. The Bible says here, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that ye, that with well-doing ye may put to si- silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, uh, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. We won't read the entire text, but we're continuing with our study and, and our uh, concerning Christian, the Christian's duty toward all kinds of authority established by the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, again, thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Father, thank you for the word of God and the subject of authority and our submission to it. I pray, God, that you give us grace to be able to live with sometimes authorities that don't agree with thee, and yet we need to live in this nation. Father, thank you for our nation. Thank you for the freedom we enjoy in America. And I pray, God, as we approach another election, Father, that you would uh, have, have us give us men who will replace some of those who uh, are liberal and, and unconcerned about thee and thy word. I pray God you give us some conservative people, some uh, conservative uh, leaders who will lead our country to follow thee and do right. Father, bless this time though as we look into thy word now. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, the Christian's duty toward all kinds of authority established by the Lord. We have been talking about <clears throat> the fact that it. We have talked about so far that it is first to be understood that our God, that our Lord God is the supreme authority uh, in all our world and this universe. In Genesis 1-1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God, everything began with God, everything was created by God, including the institution, human institutions of authority. As a matter of fact, if we didn't have authority, we didn't have civil government, we would have anarchy because men refused to govern themselves God has said, okay, I will set up a human government, civil government, to help govern you in this world in Isaiah 45 and 1. Isaiah 45 and 1. Isaiah 45 and uh, verse 1. Coffee's pretty good. Wish I could eat those cookies and the brownies, but I would probably choke. 
not because they taste bad, but because I'd probably um, get into trouble <laughs> and breathe them down the wrong way. If you will, Isaiah 45 and 1, Thus saith the Lord to his, his uh, anointed Cyrus, whose right hand have I holden to subdue nations before him. I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go, go before thee and make the crooked places make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou may, mayest know that I, the Lord which called thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect, I have uh, even called thee. By thy name I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. For I, he says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. We know that God, uh, by me, he said, the Bible says, by me, he, uh, kings reign and princes decree justice. The Lord is telling, speaking of uh, Cyrus, who would come to, uh, to power in time to come, prophesy of his coming, and that he would be used of God to... Uh, work out his purposes in Matthew 8 and 23. Matthew 8 and 23. <clears throat> Matthew 8 and 23. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the sh ship was covered with the waves, and he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? We find the authority of God over all of his creation, including all of the physical creation, the winds, sea, and so forth. He is God and God over all. <clears throat> and then we talked about it is also to be understood that God's word is to be the supreme authority and law of all of our lives. And uh, George Washington said uh, once said, it is impossible to rightly govern the world. The, the Bible, we know that uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished, unto all good works. We know that uh, the Bible says many, in many places in the Old Testament, thus saith the Lord. When God speaks, we should take heed to it. We should listen to God's word, the authority of it, and the wisdom of it. In Matthew chapter 4, look with me there. Matthew chapter 4, and uh, verse 4, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Matthew 4 and 4, and dealing with the great tempter, the devil, uh, responds to his temptation by saying this. He's, he's, if, he is, if you will, uh, quoting the Old Testament. As a matter of fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, if I'm not mistaken, he says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God has given us his word and it should take authority and precedent over all things that we do in our lives, whether it be decisions or actions or what have you. It's important uh, that we give the proper heed to uh, the Word of God. As a matter of fact, uh, Ulysses S. Grant said, Hold fast to the Bible 
as the sheet anchor of, of your liberties. Write its precepts in your hearts. Practice them in your lives. To the influence of this book, we are indebted for all the progress man, a progress made in true civilization. And to this book is our guide in the future. Righteousness exalt the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And then in Ecclesiastes 12, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And looking at verses 13 and 14. Ecclesiastes 12, verses 13 and 14. Here the Bible says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment whether with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So we see the preeminence of the Word of God and the authority of God's Word as being our, our law of, of uh, life in this life. And then tonight we want to talk, if you look back to our text in 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, and verse 13 again, 1 Peter 2 and 13. Here the Bible says, again, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Tonight we want to talk about it is to be understood that we are to submit to every God-ordained authority and their ordinances. You know, God again established civil government because man will not govern themselves. He knows we need to be governed and often governed by other people. And, you know, we cannot say that because God established civil government that that government is always going to be right and fair and honest with people, but it is God's plan that we have civil government in place to help us, listen, help us to have civilization and not anarchy and and crazy nonsense. You know, sometimes with all the things we've heard about defund the, the police, what a mess that turned out to be. Defund the police has left many places in America right now more lawless than they were before because there's no one there to be as the authority to exercise uh, 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 seeing to it that the laws are kept and and that the evildoers are punished because of it. But God says something important here in verse 13. We're to submit ourselves, yourselves, to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or into governors. You know, God established uh, that civil government, and we're, we as Christian people, really all people, should submit themselves to civil government and those that, uh, if you will, govern us. That's for all men. And yet we especially as Christian people should take seriously the command of God to submit ourselves to the authorities that God has established in the civil government. To su- submit means to yield Resign or surrender to the power, will, or authority of another. And God has said to us, we need to submit ourselves uh, to the authorities. And whether they're good or bad, we are to try to submit ourselves as much as possible. And in time, I will give examples of times when we don't have to. But on the whole, as you know what, folks, Christian people should be the best of citizens at all, at all times and in all ways. 
in Proverbs 24, if you look there with me, Proverbs 24 and 21, Proverbs 24 and verse 21 and 22. <clears throat> Here the Bible says, My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? He says, Fear thou, uh, fear thou the Lord and the king. And let me say this, you know, uh, there has even been talk in our day recently over the last so many years uh, about another revolution. Let me remind you of something about our American revolution we finally revolted against the, the authority of England, not because we initially desired to. Even those that led in the Revolutionary War and the Revolutionary War for independence from tyranny in England tried to do everything in their power to submit to the authority of England in America. And when they finally got to the place when they felt like they could not continue, that their rights as citizens of England were being violated and that something had to be done, then they rose up against the authority and the tyranny of England, the government of England, and we had a revolution. And folks, that is something we have to be careful that we don't want to take lightly decisions and following people that recommend a revolution against our government. We need to exhaust it, if at all possible, all efforts in submission to the government that God has established over us. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that, that the, the government that we have from time to time is always going to be the best. Right now, I'm, I'm upset and angry at times with the government we have. And yet, the Bible says, as we talked about on Wednesday night, we're to pray. Look with me to 1 Timothy 2. Let's remember this. Pray. <clears throat> and you know what? Pray and then vote. It's coming up. We have an election coming up. Use the vote. God gave us the freedom to vote. Let's use it, amen. But in 1 Timothy 2 and 1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. And for this reason, for this, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come of the knowledge of the truth. God wants people to be saved and we need to be praying that God will give us the kind of government, cooperate with it, but give us the kind of government that is cooperative to the ministry of the gospel. I mean, in America, folks, we still have the freedom to go out and preach the gospel throughout this nation. And though at times we run, a, run up against some opposition, on the whole, the government that we have, that God gave us, is, is, is favorable and friendly to our preaching the gospel. There may come a time when that's not so. And until that time, we need to be praying that God will help us to continue to have the freedom uh, to preach the gospel and that we would use that freedom uh, while we have it in, in uh, Proverbs 17 and 11. Proverbs 17 and uh, verse 11. Proverbs 17 and uh, verse 11. Here the Bible says, An evil man seeketh only rebellion, 
Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. You know, the government will rise up against an evil man that is looking for rebellion. And there are times when there have been those who have, and they have been justly uh, punished for it. Uh, You know what? We as Christian people should never find ourselves looking for rebellion against any authority, if at all possible. And yet sometimes, uh, sometimes because we're human, and we face and deal with uh, unjust authorities. We want to rebel. But folks, we strive by the grace of God not to rebel, but to be faithful to God's word and his, uh, his command concerning these matters. Matthew 22, if you look there with me, Matthew 22 and verse 15. Matthew 22 and uh, verse 15. Matthew 22 and verse 15. Here the Bible says, Then went, to, then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. Now they, these, these uh, folks, and they're religious leaders. Matthew 23 says that, we're, that the, uh, the Lord taught his disciples to, if you will, look over there quickly. Matthew 23 and 1. Matthew 23 and 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. It was a seat of authority, religious authority and what have you. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. But he says you're to, to, if you will, uh, uh, be obedient to that authority. Now the same authority in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 15 has come to him with not proper motives, not with a desire to help and bless, but rather to entangle him, find fault with him, and if at all possible, then uh, have him uh, taken out and, and uh, tried for it. In verse 16, then, uh, and they sent out unto him their disciples with Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth, neither carest thou for any man. Now, they're, you know what they're trying to do? Flatter him. Oh, we know that you're true and... They're lying through their teeth. They don't believe that. They're flattering Christ. They're trying to take advantage of him, looking for a way to trip him up. As a matter of fact, flattery is likened into a net that would trip people up, that would be a snare unto them. He says in verse 17, Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness. See, they didn't realize that they were dealing with God And he knew their hearts, he knew their motivation, he knew what was going on. And he said, said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto unto them, whose is this image and superscription? They say unto Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. When they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. You know what, folks? They didn't catch Christ. They didn't snare Christ. They didn't trip Christ up. Christ understood everything about authority. And when they posed a question of authority, looking to maybe set him up as a rebel against Caesar, and they did later on. Remember when they had him before Caesar? He's, they said, if any man make himself a king, he, you know, he's the enemy of Caesar. 
You know, they accused him of being a a rebel against the authority, and yet Christ was acknowledging the authority of Caesar when he said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. Christ didn't rebel against it. He responded properly. And they, they were marveled, like, wow, we never thought that would happen. You know, Christ was not a, a political rebel. Christ was not a political rebel. Christ was God in the flesh, preaching the word of God. He knew where the priority was all about. He submitted himself even to the authorities that he had established by example. And he answered them properly, even answered the authority of the scribes and Pharisees who sat in Moses' seat, Romans 13. Romans 13. Romans 13 and verse 1. Now God, through the apostle Paul, is writing. I think it's important that we understand who he's writing to. Paul is writing to the Christians and the church in Rome, not the Catholic church, but rather the church at Rome, the Baptist church there. And he's writing to people that are living under the direct authority of Caesar in Rome. And he is reminding them of their responsibility to authority and really so that they might know how to deal with it. In Romans 13 and 1, The Lord says here, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the order, and that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. This is the way God set things up. And he says, you resist those powers, in one sense you're resisting me. So it's important that we, we, carry, we behave ourselves properly. He says, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of, of God to thee for good. But if thou doest that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a re- revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore he must needs be subject not only for wrath's, uh, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. So uh, the Lord is establishing through Paul with these Roman believers living in Rome, living under the government of the Roman Caesar, how they're to behave and at the same time teaching all of us and all of the other churches (coughs) these important truths when it comes to authority. Now, did Caesar and the authorities that that God had allowed to come to power always treat Christians greatly? No, and rightly no. As a matter of fact, Nero uh, Nero was one of the most corrupt and cruel uh, Roman Caesars and he abused Christians continually he uh, took them and tortured them. He had made human candles of them to light his gardens and so forth. He was a, a terrible man. And yet they, the Roman believers did not rise up in rebellion against the, the Roman government, 
but rather submitted themselves even to the cruel leadership of Caesar. And even uh, Paul the Apostle did not fight his own beheading. He stood before Caesar, he stood for, before Pilate, he st stood before governors and what have you, and he answered, he answered for God, and when it was time, uh, he told Paul, you're going to go home today. He said, because I'm going to allow this king to take you home. But you know what? Even Paul did not re uh, uh, raise a rebellion against cruel authority. But rather, he allowed himself to be brought before that authority, behaving in a proper and a right manner. He had a good testimony before Caesar. He preached the gospel to Caesar. He preached the gospel even to Caesar. And then he was beheaded for the cause of Christ. He didn't die for wrongdoing. He died for right doing. Amen. I, I was talking to, to uh, Brother um, <clears throat> Clow. And I, I wrote him a text and I said, well, thank God that you're not, being, um, you're not going through this for wrongdoing, but for right doing. I said, you're doing the right thing. You can't help but the fact that they're, they're coming after you and accusing of things and what have you. And, you know, it's got to be a difficult thing to be a, you know, he is not a, a citizen of Scotland. He's a citizen of America. You know, he looks like a Scotsman, though. You know, you look at those pictures. I mean, and he, and he has a Scottish background. Clow, that's not, he's an American, but that's a Scottish name. He fits in there. He looks like the people. He's preaching the gospel to them, and the devil doesn't like it. So he's stirring up the authorities that he established even against him. In Titus chapter 3, look with me there. Titus chapter 3. <clears throat> And verse 1, even Titus, one of those who labored with Paul, said this, or Paul writing to Titus said this, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, but to be uh, no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men." And it's interesting because Paul has wrote, wrote the books of First and Second Timothy and Titus as he is awaiting his death. He's preparing them for the future and he's telling the, them these things in the face of what he was going to suffer at the hands of the authorities. He's saying this is the way we need to conduct ourselves in Second Peter 2, Second Peter 2. And verse 10, 2 Peter 2 and 10, <clears throat> here the Apostle Peter <coughs> speaks of some who despise government. He says, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. He's talking about those who are talking about an ungodly people that walk after the flesh in their lust, in the lust of uncleanness. And then it says here, and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Now, you know, recently, I'm not a fan of um, oh, Pelosi. I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi. But her husband was savagely beaten with a hammer. 
And what a terrible thing. Folks, we do not advocate violence against anybody. You know, there are times I'd like to punch some politicians in the face, but I'm not going to advocate someone run out and, and punch somebody. We feel like doing it sometimes. We don't do it. And there it's coming out that the man who did it, you know, they wanted to paint him as some kind of a, a political zealot of the, the right-wing establishment. The guy is a long-haired hippie freak and, and uh, who, who, I guess, perpetrated the crime. He, he's into the nudist uh, life and, and drugs, all kinds of stuff. The guy committed the crime in his underwear. Now, that guy's a nut of the, of the worst kind. And he wasn't right for doing it. But, you know, they're going to try to hide and cover up that kind of thing. They want it to be us conservatives that are always against government. We're not. We're upset, and rightly so, and we as Americans can say, I don't agree. I don't agree. We have that freedom. And yet they'd like to take that freedom away from us. But it is important that we as Christian people be careful how far we go. There are times when I get so mad, I get mad enough to eat ice cream. It's just we never have ice cream. So I, I, can, you know, I can't deal with my anger. Talk to my wife, she won't let me have ice cream. She just says, settle down, be nice. Amen. Submitting to authority. Let's not let our, our lust and our passions rule the day. And Jude, Jude, the book of Jude, verses 8 through 10, the book of Jude not chapter, verses 8 through 10, one chapter. One of those long books, amen. Jude, verses 8 through 10. Jude writes in Jude 8, verse 8, Likewise, right before the book of the Revelation, Jude, verse 8. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise government, or despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Now he's talking about people that are not spiritual (laughs) by any stretch. Because spiritual people, Christian people who want to be right with God will seek to submit to authority. They won't just despise them. He says in verse 9, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, do you realize the devil has some authority yet? He is the little G God of this world. He is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But uh, these speak evil of things uh, which they know not, but what they know naturally as as brute beast in those things they they corrupt uh, themselves. He's talking about people who are corrupt, people who are ungodly, who speak out against dominions and what have you. God instituted, God established authorities. And you know, folks, be sure of this. No human authority in this life is ever going to be perfect. Because it's human. God is a perfect authority. But God did establish a way in which this world is to be governed by civil authorities. And God would have us to submit. For us to submit to the authority. Whether they're good or bad. Submit to the authorities 
that God has established in our lives. Be careful of being rebels against authority. You know, sometimes when people rebel against authority, even in a church, they're really in one sense rebelling against God and his authority and what he wants for their lives. And let me say this, even in a church, the the authority isn't always perfect. But as long as they've not done something to disqualify themselves from being in a place of authority, and they're, they're striving to try to be a good authority, folks, we need to submit even to them. Amen. Allow God to, uh, to provide spiritual leadership in our lives because you're not going to find a perfect, a perfect authority. And then next time we'll begin to talk about uh, some of the reasons for our submission to the authority. But that's all for tonight. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about this message, or if you would like information about our church, please visit us online at bbcdickinson.com. Thank you.